is going on everybody welcome into another edition of the daily energy news beat stand up here on this gorgeous wednesday september 20th 2023 as always i'm your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in dallas texas joined by the executive producer of the show the purveyor of the show and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website energynewsbeat.com Stuart turley my man how we doing today it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood here in west texas Yeah, you're holding it down in West Texas. We appreciate it, but still have an opportunity to bring you an absolutely banger of a show. We're going to start out with our favorite random guy on Substack, David Blackman. He has an opinion piece. Monday's energy absurdity of the day. Ford CEO prioritizes EV transition over employee demands amid the UAW strikes. Stu will cover all things that's going on um, with that strike. Next up, simple headline, folks. Bidenomics simplified. Ooh, I'm shaking in my boots wondering what this is. So we will have an update from Stu on exactly what Bidenomics is, and he'll simplify it. Next up, great headline. Imagine no jets, ships, defense, or space program. So I assume this is going to be talking about um, the looming jet and fuel crisis. There's a lot of stuff that's happening in Russia right now in, in terms of the actual refined products. So Stu's going to dive into, into all what's going on and talk to us about a world with no jets, ships, defense, or space program. He'll then toss it over to me. I'll quickly cover what's happening um, in the oil and gas markets. We did see prices actually ease a little bit today off 10 months highs, mainly due to the fact of some rebalancing going on. As, as we mentioned, there is some fuel, there is actual some refined product shortages. So those crack spreads are up to all-time highs. Russia did come out and, and say some stuff about imposing some export taxes on refined products. So very interesting to see how that all plays out. Natural gas did drop a little bit. And then I'll quickly finish up by covering um, what the API is going to predict. The crude oil storage numbers will be today as you listen to this. And then Vito decides to uh, pay off some lower interest rates debt by taking out higher interest rate debt. So uh, we'll, we'll Bidenomics simplified, folks, right then and there. We'll, we'll, we'll end it all with a bow, exactly how Biden would. But um, before we do all that, guys, again, the stories and analysis you are about here are courtesy of the world's greatest website, energynewsbeat.com. You can check us out there. Um, you can listen to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe to this channel on YouTube at Energy Newsbeat, the best way to uh, uh, stay in touch and and support the show. You know, Energy Newsbeat, Stu and the team does a great job of curating um, all of that content to make sure the website and the podcast is up to speed with all of the pertinent energy information that you need to know um, to stay up to speed on the business. You can hit us up, dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. It's our data news combo product. We appreciate everybody who's checked that out. You can look at the description below, all the timestamps, all of the articles we're about to cover. Um, and you can also get in contact with the show or email us questions at energynewsbeat.com. I'm out of breath though, Stu. Where do you want to begin? Hey, let's start with my buddy, um, David Blackman. Uh, Monday's energy absurdity of the day. Ford CEO prioritizes EV transition over employee demands amid the uh, UAW strike. Michael, I got tickled at this one. I love uh, David Blackman, but I want to ask you something. Uh, The Ford CEO, his name is Jim Farley. Do you think that he ever did an imitation at a Christmas party of the Chris Farley of the consultant in a van down by the river? Could you imagine the CEO of Ford going, I can bet you live in a van. 
Down by the river. I would pay money for that one. Okay, let's jump onto this story here. What he looked like on CNN last week. It's about that's exactly where I was going. Okay, uh, here we are. In an interview with CNN's Jake Tapper last week, Farley left no room for doubt that his company's pursuit of government subsidies for the ongoing EV transition far outweighs any real concerns about the company's employees. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, Bidenomics, which we'll cover here in a second, Biden's uh, EV rebates have caused so many people heartburn. They have a new hotline for help. 1-800-I-don't-understand-Biden's EV policies. And uh, let's go here. Several weeks ago, Ford plans to lose $4.5 billion on its EV unit in 2023, Michael. That's sustainable. They're losing $67,000 per car sold in the EV unit. Yep. And he says, while the company wasn't opposed to wage increases, the double digit range going to 40% would put the company out of business and he would not cut Ford's push for EVs, even though the company is expecting to lose $4.5 billion this year alone. Here's a quote from him. There is a fine line that we won't go past, which is we want everyone to participate in our success, Farley said. But if it prevents us from investing in this transition to EVs and future products like the one we have now, the new Ford 150 best-selling vehicle in the world, in the U.S., then everybody's job is at risk if we don't invest. And remember, this is important because the United Auto Workers Association is striking right now. The big three, GM, yep. Ford, and Thalassus, whichever one that owns Jeep and Chrysler, um, they're all they're all striking right now. They want right. 40% wages. At first, that sounds outrageous. It's probably way too high. I mean, not way right. too high. It's probably a little high, but you have to take into account that's over a four-year business plan or a four-year span. That's not that that's including inflation. So if you include the inflation that we're dealing with right now, it's really like a 10 to 15% raise. But t- the fact of the matter is, Ford is giving them a is is has laid out uh, ten or like a twenty twenty two percent raise on the fact that they're losing four and a half billion on EVs. So I love David Backman's point here. They are willing to pour money at a losing proposition in order to line their pockets, which is a quote that I'm about to read here. Line their pockets with government subsidies while the workers eat it in the shorts. This is exactly how the frame of it is going. President Sean Fan, he wrote this as an op-ed. He's the president of the UAW. He says, quote, we will not let the EV industry be built on the backs of workers making poverty wages while CEOs line their pockets with government subsidies. I can get behind that one, Stu. I can too. I'll tell you, the the whole thing about this is I want the uh, union workers to build a Ford 150 van for Farley so that he can go down there and say, I live in a van down by the river and and have him try to negotiate there. I, I just find it appalling that we're here now because we should go to hybrids rather than EVs until the technology is there. You're not going to go there. Biden's policies have put us in this situation. In fact, today, Michael, the unions asked Biden not to help out and negotiate this deal. 
Can you blame him? No, I don't want Biden to help. I hope Biden retires early. I wouldn't yeah. want Biden's help making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No, I I would want nothing. Um, All right. But, Speaking of our favorite president, we got to talk Bidenomics. Oh, Bidenomics. You know what's funny? Uh, before I even get started in here, Bidenomics simplified. So uh, I'm going to have to open this up like a first grader reader if I'm reading this to Joe. Okay, never mind. So <laughs> here we are. What is Bidenomics? Bidenomics started as a joke from the Wall Street Journal, and he took off with it and mm -hmm. run. He didn't realize it was a slam. I mean, it's like, let's go, Brandon. It's the let's go, Brandon of the finance world. He loves it. Bidenomics, simply put, Bidenomics is borrowing trillions from China to spend on a Green New Deal to enrich China and U.S. international supporters. As part of this Green New Deal, cut off as much oil and gas production as the U.S. drives prices higher. All right. Okay. That's it. In a nutshell, there's a lot more in here, but when you sit back, Michael, and take a look. Economics is simply printing money. It's what he's done time and time right. again. We saw the Inflation Reduction Act, the Porculus Bill, as you've talked about. You know, all of right. these different bills that were signed, they have one thing in common. Print more money. money. That's binomic. I like it. I mean, the, unfortunately, the money's not getting into my pocket. If it was, I'd like it more. But, but, you know, and where's that coming from? As you aptly pointed out, it's all coming from China. That's right. Now, here's the thing. And I'm disappointed you, oh, mighty millennial mouse, like mighty mouse. If we are going to treat. Yeah. I mean, so we're sitting okay at 33 trillion of, natural, of, of national debt, $250,000 of debt per taxpayer. Right. That's criminal. Yeah, especially when half of them are on the take. I mean, you take a look at, I mean, it's just pathetic. And when you sacrifice your livelihood and financial independence and freedom for the Green New Deal, unbelievable. Now, here's the biggie, Michael. Bidenomics in a real world scenario should have never been created. I don't know how we got to this point. We got here by both parties. This is not a Democrat versus Republican. We got here because politicians got us here. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Let's talk about this next one. All right. Let's go here. Imagine no jets, ships, defense, or space program. I got to give a shout out to this one is from Ronald Stein. I interviewed him on the podcast. Mm, this is an out. excellent. Get, give him a shout out because this is an excellent article. His uh, website is Energy Literacy website. Uh, and it's pretty cool. Now, he is a cool cat. He's an engineer policy advisor, and he's got uh, clean energy exploitations. Here's where I'm going to tie this to last yesterday's show, Michael. There were tens of thousands of climate protesters in New York City. With those tens of thousands, they're claiming to shut down oil and gas immediately. Michael, I vote we give that to them. All those in favor, if you're listening to this show on a podcast, send us a note and let's cut all gas, all products made from oil and gas. 
let's shut down all energy in New York unless it's renewable. No clothes coming in. No, none of, none of the other stuff. So let's go ahead and shut New York down. I'm okay with this. I think it's a great plan. Let's keep these people happy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, it, it, you know, it, we, we'd lose podcast listeners, but I think I'm willing to do it for the sake of making a point that renewables are great. We actually might get more because now more people will have access. What am I saying? We'll have more listeners. We, we will. And then more people will sit here and instead of so many people take going to the bathroom on the uh, sidewalks and, and everything else, they'll have to because there'll be yep. no water to flush. There'll be no nothing. So they've already set the tone. now. The energy conundrum is that renewables only generate electricity, yet most products are derived from oil. Nobody's bothered to tell that to these folks. You know, it's not I don't like wind. It's not that I don't like solar. It's that you can't recycle them. Yeah, my my issue is that you're attempting to create top-down government regulation and force products onto a marketplace that isn't accepting them. But, you know, we've talked at nauseum about this. It would one, be crazy. One other thing. Okay. Um, China has, uh, except China, they have closed 3 million barrels per day of refining capacity with the exception of China. China has increased it. So then you have also Russia, as you aptly said, was putting out that, that they are going to be cutting out their diesel exports. They're they are building 88 new refineries. Yep. They're cranking it out. Um, And it's it's only going to get dicier, folks. I mean, oil's ninety dollars right now. It's only going to be crazy. Anything else on the news? Kind of a slow news day. Um, I'll tell you what, MDS is uh, out there and he's talking to Brett Baird tomorrow. I saw some of the stuff. Oh, I can't wait to see that. And uh, some of the stuff uh, that I'm seeing coming out of the Saudis is pretty entertaining. Um, I mean, by 2030, they are looking at having a whole new society. And if you think about it, they've turned the corner in a lot of ways. Do I think I applaud with everything. No. Can women now drive in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. It's kind of cool. Did they sponsor the energy news beat podcast? Absolutely. I, I'm going to call him. Let me, let me see if I can get MDS's personal. Can we get him on the phone? <laughs> hey, if you just, what, uh, what software did they use to hack Jeff Bezos? What was the one that they used? They used the Israeli. I was listening to some podcast. Apparently MBS owns this Israeli software that you can type in somebody's phone number and it right. just make a clone of it. Pegasus, I think is what it's called. Oh, and Pegasus, it should be. <laughs> no kidding. So, all right, well, we'll quickly cover what's going on in the, in the markets, guys. We saw the S&P down about a quarter of a percentage point. NASDAQ dropped a quarter of a percentage point. Crude oil did drop um, about a quarter or about one and a half percentage points, currently sitting 90.67 as we record this, about 6.15, um, actually on the 19th. There was two reasons for that. One, we saw U.S. oil output fall actually for the third straight month, according to the IEA. So that's going to soften prices a little bit. As we did mention in the open, Russia's going ahead and attempting to raise its export tax on fuel up to 250 per metric ton, which is enormously higher than its current fees. And that could start October 1st until June 24th. And that's in an attempt to tackle fuel shortages at home. But it's also going to put a, an impact on the amount of available refined products that hit the market. We did see crack spreads, which is the difference between refined products and crude oil, rise to its highest level since not seen before COVID. So the market reacted to that extremely positive. The IA again, dropped 
a uh, a little nugget that they believe that oil output from top pursues from the top shale producing regions is on track to fall to 9.3 million barrels per day in October, which would be the lowest um, since May 2023, and it would mark a third consecutive fall. So something to watch there. The API did come out and say that they they believe a 5.25 million barrel draw from the strategic or uh, from the crude oil petroleum reserves is possible at 10 a.m. the day you listen to this um, on the 20th. You'll find out whether or not the EIA actually confirms or denies. You'll find that out at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. The only other interesting stuff I found, Stu, was was Vital Energies. Remember, they just made um two or three acquisitions, um, um, a spree of acquisitions. And, and in order to pay for that, they're taking out more debt. Like, I gotta love this. <laughs> gotta love this, Stu. They're trading in their nine and a half percent senior secure unsecured 2025 notes for right. a fresh round of 10.125 senior unsecured notes due in 2028 and a smaller subset um, of 9.75 percent due in 2030. Dual um, interest payments to be made in January, excuse me, to be made um, on April 15th and October 15th and January 15th and July 15th um, reoccurring. So four times a year, um, you get hit up with interest payments. It's going to work out to be about $60 million a quarter. So hey, it's going to be fun to be on that squad. Going to be fun to do that. Oh I love that to paying off your low interest rate debt to fund your acquisitions at a higher interest rate. I mean, if this doesn't signify the top, what does? Ah, uh, boy, you got me on that one, dude. I'm over here kind of going, wow. Hey, what Might do you think well, the Fed's going to do today? Uh, I mean, I think they're going to probably raise a quarter interest point. I mean, that's that's really what I think the market's looking for. I think that's probably what we'll see, but we'll make sure to break it all down tomorrow, Stu, because all I know is I don't know what's going to happen. I don't either, but I've said this once and I've said it twice. The only way you're going to break inflation, Michael, reduce the energy costs, um, quit printing money. Yep. And then what else? Just stop being reliant on China. Uh, Lower uh, the interest rate so that there is an access Mm -hmm. to cash. If you lower it back to almost nothing, you do those three things. Stop printing money. Get the energy. Guess what? It's never going to happen. So do you think they're going to get rid of inflation anytime soon? Nah. Early 2024. I see. I see. That sounds a lot like a, uh, a stance. I'm just telling you, the only way to get rid of inflation. Gotta love it, folks. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys checking us out. Uh, we'll let you get out of here. Um, for Stuart Turley, I'm Michael Tanner. Folks, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. 